Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jack Healy. And today on the Gotham Sports Machine, we're talking about the New York Yankees with our co-host Mark Healy and our guest Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees for MLB.com and is also the author of a new book, The Bronx Zoom, Inside the New York Yankees' Most Bizarre Season. And here he is to give us the latest on the Bronx Bombers. How you guys hey, doing? guys. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Going well. Uh, Brian, thanks for uh, joining the show. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So the Yankees are finally getting back on track after a rough start, and fans were really getting restless. They're finally yeah. starting to hit. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think that um, you know it was ugly there the first few weeks of the season. The fans were were getting on them, and they, it was justified in my opinion. They, they were just not playing up to their potential as a team. I mean, this is a team that coming into the season. Just like last year, a lot of us had forecast them to win the division, to go into the postseason, take another crack at that World Series title. And uh, they, they did not look like that the first few weeks. Fortunately for them, Garrett Cole really carried them, uh, kept them afloat, and they were under 500. Now they're back above 500. And, um, you know, I think that you're just starting to see they're not even firing on all cylinders yet, but it's enough at this point where I think they should be able to really make some noise and get back to the top spot in that division. I feel like the guy leading the way for them right now is 100% Giancarlo Stanton, who after a few years of getting injured and being banged up, it really seems like he's returning to his MVP form. Do you think he is? He's, he's going to make a case for MVP this year? <laughs> the, the biggest question with Giancarlo is health, because when he is on the field, man, he is a force. It has just been remarkable to watch him. I, I feel like, uh, you know, Aaron Boone has talked about this has been a long time coming with him. He thinks that uh, there's been some growth and maturity with Giancarlo, and he's a different player than he was even three years ago, but we haven't gotten to see it because he hasn't been on the field. And so you remember last year in the postseason, in the games that mattered the most, he really was one of the Yankees who was crushing the ball, um, just delivering. He looks uh, healthy. And right now, at this point, like everything off his bat is just a laser. I, I mean, I, I saw the stat where he's got more 115 mile per hour balls in play than any other team. And that is not shocking, considering I, I watch this guy every night. And every time he comes to the plate, you think he's just going to hit a rocket somewhere. So, yeah, if people can't figure out how to get him out and he stays locked in and selective like this, I, I think an MVP could be in his sights because uh, he's certainly done it before and we know it's in there. You know, Brian, uh, you know, there's a couple of things here uh, when we're talking about Glaber Torres, the, the, the great running, uh, the great base running yesterday, notwithstanding, obviously he's off to a rough start defensively and offensively. And uh, the recent comments from Alex Rodriguez certainly don't help uh, basically saying that, you know, letting go of Didi, Gregorius was a, a terrible mistake for the Yankees. Um, you know, Glaber is a guy I feel that uh, has definitely played better of late since he was criticized by both his manager and, you know, by, by the media and the fans for, you know, maybe not hustling. Uh, do, you, do you foresee Glaber, you know, getting back to that player, that exciting player that, uh, you know, that that make, that Yankee fans have gotten really used to watching. Or is this is this a situation where like a Gary Sanchez that the you know, the 
you know, the, 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 the shine is off the apple, you know, and is this something that the Yankees are going to have to worry about moving forward? Uh, you know, I'm not super concerned about it, but it, it does just mystify me the drop off because we're talking about a guy who the last time they played a full season in 2019, he had 38 home runs. He's got a big zero there and he hardly hit any last year either in the, uh, the shortened season. And that was a weird year for everybody. And I feel like, you know, as with Gary Sanchez, I, I feel like we're more willing to give a pass for 2020 than we would have been if uh, that was over a 162 but you still got to step it up and, and we got to see the production here so yes that was a great heads up base running play by him uh reminded me of johnny damon in the 2009 world series where he stole second popped up and took third because nobody was covering um but you got to see more of it and the defense has tightened up a little bit i think he's uh, played better out there defensively i, I still don't think he's ever going to win a gold glove but I also didn't think Clint Frazier was ever going to be a finalist for a gold glove. And they proved me wrong yet last year. So um, I, I think that for me, I, I need to see some power out of Glaber. You're, you're just not seeing the extra base hits, the home runs. And I think that, you know, the hitting coach Marcus Timms has said he thinks that Glaber is trying for that. And that's why it's not coming. So maybe he just needs to get back to the basics. I know that sounds simple, but uh, just look for his pitch, put it in play. And maybe the, the power will come because like I said earlier with, with Stanton, you know it's in there. We've seen him do it, and uh, maybe he just needs a, a three-game series against the Orioles to fatten up those numbers. So another uh, one of the Yankees' struggles, I feel like the back end of the rotation has been solid at times, but then at times they'll get rocked around. Do you think towards the deadline the Yankees are going to eye another starter for the, the rotation? Uh, I think they could depending on where they are Health-wise, you know, I, I think that there's some uh, questions there with Corey Kluber, Jameson Tyone, uh, even Domingo Herman. how they're going to hold up over a full season after not pitching basically at all last year. Um, but I think their big pickup, the one you can really bank on, is that Luis Severino is going to come back at some point in June, July, or August. And so to me, if, if Severino is Severino, and he's the guy who we remember starting in playoff games and that kind of thing, then that's just as good and might be better than anything you can get at the trade deadline. And you're getting it for free. You don't even have to give up anything. This guy's down in Tampa. He's been throwing off a mound. And so he's, he's doing that long climb back, but by June, July, August, uh, he's going to be a realistic contender to be in that rotation. And so you've already got one, one hand, one bird in the hand. And now uh, I guess Brian Cashman, that's his job. They're going to have to go and see what else is out there in the bush and see if he can upgrade to that. You know, obviously, Brian, uh, the Yankee bullpen is a big strength for them. It wasn't the case yesterday. Uh, that is a tough game to lose, uh, especially, you know, I think they really wanted to sweep the Astros and they had Garrett, you know, on the mound and he was, you know, really dealing. And so to give that game back uh, to, to Houston has to sting a little bit. But, you know, the Yankees are over 500 and, you know, that bullpen, that, that was the first blip in quite some time. Um you know, where do you see, uh, where do you, if you had to assess uh, the bullpen right now, uh, you know, I, there is always a lot of chatter on Twitter, as you know, uh, about, you know. I have that, noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do you think, I mean, is it, do you think that this, this bullpen is just going to continue to roll along and, and just forget about yesterday? And, and has Aaron Boone done in your mind a good enough job with this bullpen working with these guys and, dealing with a little bit of injuries here and there and, and inconsistency? Well, that's the thing. And, and 
you talk about managing the bullpen. Remember, he still hasn't had the complete bullpen that they expected coming into the year because Zach Britton is a really big piece of this bullpen. And the idea is that they'll get Zach back at some point in late May or early June. But uh, that would be your eighth inning guy. In that situation yesterday against Houston, um, you, you get that lead. Garrett Cole's out of the game after seven innings, three to two lead. That's not Chad Green's spot. That's a Zach Britton spot. So, um, and, and, you know, they've obviously dealt with injuries. Justin Wilson hasn't been what we thought he was going to be. Uh, he may be dealing with something. Darren O'Day was dealing with something and is now on the IL. So this is not exactly what they would have sketched out. Um, and, you know, nobody's going to cry for the Yankees. That's that's a league-wide thing. Everybody's dealing with injuries, uh, especially coming off last season. But uh, I think that Jonathan Lewisaga has really stepped up and impressed me. I think he is ready for a bigger role than we've seen uh, in years past. And, uh, you know, Aroldis Chapman has just been unhittable. I mean, it's unfair now that he put that third pitch in there, that splitter. I think he's now better than he ever was. And we're talking about a guy who once threw 105. And so um, he's not doing that anymore, but he doesn't need to because he's got that third pitch now and guys just have to sit fastball and uh, he throws that slider or the split and they're done. So it's been really fun to watch his evolution there. And as far as giving up a home run to, you know, Chad Green is going to give up home runs here or there. They all are. Uh, You just don't want to give up to Altuve in the middle of that emotional week. Um, and that does kind of leave a bad taste in their mouth when they were so close, uh, so close to a sweep, but they'll, they'll shake it off and I'm sure they'll be ready to go against Washington tonight. You did really just touch on it, uh, but with Chapman, I was going to just ask, do you think he's starting to become the best closer in baseball again? And it seems like you answered the question for me. <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly, uh, let's put it this way. If he's not on the all-star team, he continues pitching like this. I don't know what's going on. I voted for him for a uh, reliever of the month, and it, it went to Matt Barnes instead. And I'm still scratching my head over that one. So, um, But he is just, every time he's been automatic, he is not allowed to run yet. He's striking out more than 60% of the guys that he faces and you just see it. You see it in the opponents when they go up there. I mean, they know that if they get a hit in that spot, it's because they got lucky. I mean, there's no real game planning now that he's got that third pitch. And I think that for Chapman, I I give him credit because this is something that he used to throw in Cincinnati. He told us, and they kind of pushed him away from that. They said, ah, you don't need to throw that splitter. Just focus on a fastball and slider. And that was when they were converting him from a starter to a reliever. But Imagine how good he could have been if he had just kept it all this time. And so, um, you know, for as good a career as he's had, maybe some of those postseason blips that we know about, uh, you know, in the Yankee season ending twice with him on the mound, maybe it would have been a different story. We'll never know. You know, Brian, um, you know, no one, at least I didn't, and I don't know how what you expected of the Red Sox this year, but they're off to a pretty good start. And, you know, I'm looking at, you know, they have four games with the Orioles. Uh, coming up and you know uh, do you get the sense that no one expected that Boston was going to be this good and now the Yankees have to play catch up I mean is this something that is going to be troublesome uh, you think uh, going down the road or do you think that uh, this this quick start by Boston is not sustainable well, I think, I, look, I don't want to say it's not sustainable, but it is ahead of schedule. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of the 2017 Yankees when uh, that was supposed to be a rebuilding year and everybody was saying that uh, they're going to be about 500 and they're going to let some of these kids get their feet wet. And then, uh, you know, you wound up seeing Aaron Judge and Severino and Gary Sanchez and these guys all come on the scene 
the uh, the baby bombers and they wound up going one win away from the World Series. So I'm not saying Boston's going to do that, but they are better than what I expected. And maybe a hot start is just a hot start and then they'll come back down to earth. But uh, they can play in this division. I, I think that, you know, we all coming into the year, I figured it's the Yankees uh, one and Tampa Bay two, Toronto three. And somewhere, if you want to shuffle that up, but Boston was going to be fourth and uh, Baltimore would finish in the cellar. And it looks like, like Baltimore will. So that, that part, at least I feel good about or uh, about that prediction. But yeah, Boston has definitely exceeded what I thought they were going to be. And, um, you know, credit to them. I, I think they're, they're, they've got something fun going on up there and we'll see if it can last all summer but um they, they're going to be a tough team and uh, i don't think the yankees will can let their guard down anytime they face boston well looking ahead for this next series i'm actually really rooting for the yankees because they're going like up against the nationals and i need the nationals to lose for the mets <laughs> do you have a other than john carlo and keeping his hot streak do you have a key for them to really lock in this series and start getting winning baseball back for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been playing winning baseball. I, I think they've been hot the last two weeks or so. I know that they lost yesterday, but they had won five in a row before that. So I, I think just keeping that going. I would say uh, one of the keys is that the top of their lineup. First of all, you got to get Judge back on track. He he has not looked right uh, the last couple of games here. He had five, a five strikeout game on Cinco de Mayo. And I, I don't know if that's ever happened before. I keep meaning to look that up. If anybody's ever had a platinum sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. So that, that'll be a fun stat. I'll have to look up, but um, yeah, I would just say getting guys on base, getting the top of the order playing DJ LeMayhew, the batting average is higher than I feel like it, it feels like, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I've watched DJ hit about a thousand ground balls to third and uh, you know, not as many hits as last year, but, Maybe that's because he set the bar so high. And, um, you know, some of these other guys who have not been really up to snuff, uh, Clint Frazier, for example, Aaron Hicks, they are off to slow starts. Um, the Yankees are not getting much production out of the first base spot. If they can get Luke Voigt back uh, for this road trip, I think that'll help that lineup a lot. But as far as uh, going out and beating the, uh, the Nationals, they just got to keep that run of decent starting pitching going. Keep them in the game. No, no blowouts. Don't, you know hand the ball off in the second or third inning. If their starters can go five or six and keep them close, then I, I like the Yankees' chances of uh, cracking a couple balls over the wall and shaking hands at the end of the game. Hey, Brian, I, you know, I made a I, – I, I tweeted this out yesterday, and, and you know, it, it got a couple of laughs. A couple of people texted me. But, you know, I, I wasn't quite as – I wasn't really trying to be as funny as I thought, you know, if, if George Steinbrenner was still around – right? If he was still with us and running the team the way the boss used to run the team, how quickly would Albert Pujols be in a Yankee uniform <laughs> playing first base, right? I mean, uh, how, yeah. how quick would that have happened? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I think that the boss always believed, and it goes back to like his roots on, you know, his connections on Broadway with the Nederlanders and all that. He believed that New York is a city where you need stars. And so I think there's a list of guys over the last few years that he would have jumped on. Oh, the one in my mind that kind of, the one that comes to my mind immediately is Justin Verlander. I think that he would have not passed on that opportunity back. And then you watch Verlander go to Houston, whatever. Anyway, the point is, I, I think that George for better or for worse, he loved stars. And um, the, the flip side of that, of course, is that 
it took away opportunities from young guys to come up. So maybe Glaber Torres would not be the starting shortstop right now right, if right. if the boss was here. And, you know, maybe this, uh, this Baby Bombers chapter never would have happened. So you can play that game all day. And um, I, I think there are pluses and minuses to it. But I will say the one thing that nobody ever questioned about George Steinbrenner was he wanted to put a winning team on the field, but he also wanted to put an entertaining team on the field. And I think that's why you saw him with such a quick trigger when things went badly, because uh, he knew that the worst thing in New York was to be boring. And, um, you know, the way that the Yankees looked in the first couple of weeks, they were on that path. I think even David Cohn said it's a boring product right now. Um, And that's on the yes network, but it's looked a lot better of late. And it was listless too. It wasn't, they weren't just, bad they were listless it looked like they were lacking you know any kind of emotion any kind of uh you know and i was looking at aaron boone obviously with 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 aaron's uh health situation at the beginning of the year you know you you don't want to wish him you know (laughs) you know to to lose his temper and get all crazy and you were looking i mean as a yankee fan you have to look at you know who on the team is, is the leader of this team? You know, I think sometimes because they are so professional and they are so, um, you know, uh, they are so, uh, you know, even, even keeled uh, this, mm-hmm. this group that, you know, sometimes I think when you are looking at it from an, you know, as an amateur, you, you're like, Oh, where's the guy who's hopping up on the dugout and, you know, uh, wearing the rally caps and things like that. But the Yankees don't do things like that. And, you know, as you said, they have been playing much better of late. So this is a key uh, bunch of games next because they have they have the Nationals, as Jack said. Uh, but then they also have Tampa again. So yeah. this is, these are some games that, you know, the Yankees got to make some hay and they really can't afford to, you know, have these games, you know, get away from them like they did, you know, let's say two or three weeks ago. No, for sure. And, and it's always hard, no matter who it is, whatever team, it's hard to look like you're playing with a lot of passion and energy when you're getting shut out on three hits every night. So, um, you know, as the weather has warmed up here, I think that has probably made some kind of difference. Uh, certainly having fan energy in the building, I think, made a big in- a difference. I mean, Yankee Stadium was loud for those Houston games, especially the first one. I mean, that felt like playoff intensity. It felt like 40,000 people were there. I couldn't believe it was only 10. So, uh, the fans really did their job as the uh, 27th man, I guess we'll call him. And um, but yeah, you're right. This is a big series coming up with Tampa because they have been uh, the thorn in their side. I mean, uh, they have not figured out a way to beat Tampa Bay yet. They really do need to to straighten that out. And you know, I posted a thing on Twitter the uh, the other day, and I, I borrowed an idea from MLB Network Radio, and they were saying, "Who is the Yankees' biggest rival right now? Is it the Astros, the Rays, or the Red Sox?" And uh, you know, Yankee fans historically hate the Red Sox. I think currently they hate the Astros more than anybody, but uh, the Rays are the real problem. They're the Rays are the ones standing in their way of getting to the top spot in that division. I feel like, and um, so I, I think that is a huge series coming off the Tropicana Field. Well. That's been another great episode on the Gotham Sports Machine. It's been great talking with Brian. Really got into the Yankees today, and I hope they start playing better baseball for all the New York Yankee fans that have been upset with uh, Judge Glaber Torres and the struggles of hitting. I tell you, it's a long season. I mean, this is not the 60-game sprint of last year, so when everybody was ready to, you know, 
uh, jump off the George Washington Bridge about two weeks ago. I, I was saying, cool it. It's only 12 games. Like, trust me, it will turn. It will turn. And um, sure enough, better days were ahead. So we'll see if they can keep it going. Yeah. Hey, Br- Brian, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, it was uh, great talking to you, catching up. And good luck with the book. Maybe we'll, uh, have some, maybe we'll get to actually have some book signings this summer. You know, you I would love both. that. That's that sounds like a great idea to me. It's been uh, been too long since we've been able to get out there and you know shake hands and say hello. So hopefully we Absolutely. can all get back to that really soon. Yep. Take care, Brian. You got it. Thank you.